Okay. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of HP Critical. It's a podcast where my friends and I talk all things gaming. I am Jarell, and I am joined today by Brandon. Ayo! I can't... I... I you broke up a little bit. Oh, no. For me. <laughs> um, so I didn't, I didn't hear your hello. I, said, um, I actually said but I saw. but I'm here. Cool. <laughs> Okay, well, I can hear you perfectly now. Um, so yeah, tonight's episode is just gonna be Brandon and I, unless we get a surprise entrance from one of the ladies. Um, well, yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's not so much a surprise entrance, but we got a cameo from Christy who's saying hi on chat. Oh, Christy! <laughs> Hello, Christy, we love you. Um, yeah, so, uh, you know, unless there's a random surprise, it's gonna be Brandon and I talking about video games, which I think we do best. Um, together after so many years of doing it uh so i have a bunch of things to go over from last week because i know that we didn't uh, have an episode last week so anyone who missed last week we did uh publish the fourth episode of jrpg club which you can go check out still been a lot of fun i promise episode five is gonna come eventually things have just been very very busy for the hp critical crew Uh, but enough of that let's talk about um I had, a, I had a whole list, but I just want to start with Pokemon. Let's start with Pokemon. Well, uh, the Chrissy, latest Pokemon trailer. Chrissy's mentioning the new Pokemon that look like Mega Man characters. <laughs> That's actually exactly where I'm going with this. Let's start with uh, Pokemon impressions. Let's talk about how you felt about watching the video, what stood out to you, what you liked, what you didn't like. Uh, so, yeah, watching that trailer, I'm happy that we finally know the villain team, which, um, Team Star, I, I am a... Uh, <laughs> Chrissy says she's here to derail your plans. <laughs> oh, I love boy. it. Oh boy, oh boy. Yeah. So no, the Team Star. I'm a, I'm a, I'm mixed on Team Star if I'm being honest because um, I um, I like them. I like the idea that they're just like like ne'er do wells from like school that just don't cut class and just like get into mischief or whatever. I like that idea of them. But because they're just students that just get into mischief, their outfits is just the same as the school uniform as everyone else's. So they don't have, like, a cool, like, uniform like other teams have had in the past. Um, so that's kind of lame. Now, that one leader that they showed, um, Mela, her name, her, her design Bro, she's is... the best looking. Hell yeah! I absolutely love the design. And I love And I love that, you know, the, the trailer highlighted, again, that... There's three different storylines. Uh, we got one of them was like the gym challenge. Second is like this treasure hunt that you're going on, and the third is I guess just going after Team Star and 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 stopping their plans. So they seem to have their own leaders. Like that one we saw, just one leader. She's the fire leader, Team Star. I think that's really cool. It actually kind of reminds me a little bit of um, Spider-Man, uh, originally a PS4 exclusive where one of the side quests was to just go into bases owned by the Kingpin or other such villains and just bust up their operations. Only one of those was required, but if you wanted to, you could go all around New York City and bust up these uh, bases and got graded based on it. So I think that's pretty cool that they have that as an option too. And I know you mentioned this earlier in our Slack drill that um, there's this mechanic where the Pokemon can like mob attack them as you're, as you're like going through the base. Ah, the free battle. Yeah, the free battle. That was interesting. So, um, mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty cool. So, yeah, that was the Team Star thing. Um, the new Pokemon, <laughs> like Christy said, they do be looking like Mega Man characters, and I'm torn because I <laughs> like them both. I want them both on my team, but they're both fire types, and I'm also starting with Foy Coco. So, that would be three fire types on my team, and it's a lot, but I still want it. So, I gotta fig- I, ha- I have a few months to figure out this dilemma internally to see what I'm going to do with the, <laughs> the game comes out. But yeah, the Pokemon look cool. Um, 
There's Titans. That's the Titan Pokemon. Reminds me a lot of um, it, it, not only of Legends Arceus where it had the um, you know, the Noble Guardians, but also the Noble Pokemon. But also, yes, exactly. Sun and Moon where it had the Totem Pokemon. So I'm glad that that's coming back. I think that's a cool little boss challenge. But no, it, I, I wouldn't say there was anything in the show that was like mind-blowingly like big, like, you know, on the same level as Terrestrializing or the open world or whatever. But I think for, for those of us who are following the game and just want to see a little more of it, I think there was enough little information there to uh, keep the excitement going, talk about some new stuff. I think the real main highlight for me personally was seeing the villainous team and therefore establishing what the third storyline of the game was. I think that was cool to us to uh, touch on. But yeah, that's my thoughts. Um, um, I wish that I wouldn't have watched it. <laughs> that's my thoughts. Um, only because I for for most games I don't care about being spoiled. Um, because I will literally forget by the time I actually play the game because backlogs and, like, it's really not that big of a deal. Unless it's, like, a really <laughs> huge story-driven game. I'm just laughing because Chrissy says, oh, no, here's Jarrell's opinion. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, what Chrissy said, really. Uh, <laughs> like, I, I don't want to see any more, basically. Uh, I don't want to see any more new Pokemon. Um, I don't want to see any more new mechanics. Um, I was fine without seeing the villains. Uh, she looks amazing, which is, like, super awesome. Like, she, Mela's, like, gorgeous. Like, beautiful character design. I love all the character designs in this game. Mm -hmm. um, but I wish I didn't know. <laughs> I wish I didn't know that I was going to go up against other other students. Uh, free battles looks awesome. You can um, have one of your... As far as from what I read today, it's one Pokemon that follows you. So whatever Pokemon is following you is the one that's able to to go off and fight po other Pokemon on its own while you just walk around. Like, you can just randomly pick fights with people, which is not very nice, but, like, it is what it is, and they can go pick up items for you and stuff, so that's pretty cool. Um, all the character models are amazing. The game looks gorgeous. I'm super excited. I've uh, not been this excited for a Pokemon game since Sword and Shield. I think uh, Arceus was great, but it was not... No, uh, yeah, um, I'm just very excited. Everything looks really great. I'm I'm getting um, uh, Scarlet, which is why I was asking in chat who's getting Violet because the uh, the Violet one, which name I can't remember right now, whose name I can't remember right now, the Ghost and Fire one, it just looks so oh, much better than the little Mega um, Man cannon. Cerulege. Yeah, looks way better than the Mega Man cannon. So uh, I, agree. I agree. Who's getting Violet? I need that thing. Um, uh, but yeah, that was, that was really good. Uh, yeah, it was good. I forgot to mention, uh, as you mentioned, like, all the new characters that are showing. Gila, the uh, chairwoman, who I'm almost positive is going to be the champion, by the way. I also really like her design as well. Um, I actually don't. So many people like her design. I actually don't. I think it's her hair that bothers me. Hair is a little long, but I still like the design nonetheless. Um, interested in seeing what they, uh, what they do with the, with the, with the character. Um, I think that was it. Um, oh, I, I just wanted to say one last thing. As far as you're saying, um, you don't want to see any more new Pokemon. And I totally respect that. I don't. I also don't want to see too many more before the game comes out. I do want to be surprised. That being said, there's one thing I'd like to see. I would want to see may maybe one or two more Paldean Pokemon. Because we've only seen Wooper. Like, I don't want to see, like, entirely new Pokemon. Like, I want to keep as much of that fresh. But I feel like they can show us at least one more. Because, like, oh, Paldean, regional variants are back. Here's a Wooper. Awesome. Any others? Oh, Obviously, they're going to be there. No. Like, 
Be surprised when want, you play I through. Want, I want at least one more. Just one. I like Whooper, but I need uh, another one. Dang, that reminded me of something and I completely just forgot. And Chrissy says she's not a fan of the design. And she's also on the, on the side of no more. Wait, a, a fan of what design? Uh, she's she's not a fan of uh, Gila's design. Ah, uh, oh, yeah. I, I, she has like these weird hair. I don't know. But what I do know is that um, I just forgot it again. I just remembered and I just forgot again. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, Pokemon, Pokemon. Uh, Pokemon. Anything about Cloth, the, the crab Pokemon? No, ill. They just the keep bike. making really big, ugly crabs. Oh, that's what it was. Um, this game seems to have a lot of Pokemon that we haven't seen in so long, and I am so excited. Yeah. Uh, Kamala was there, and I was like, I literally have not I seen Kamala, Kamala since the game he was introduced. I know, that's why I posted that picture in Slack, <laughs> because I was like, oh my god, Kamala's back. I was specifically talking to you, Brandon. Yeah. Um, uh, 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 what's that other... There, I, I'm not going to name them all, because I don't want this to continue to go on, but I kept seeing Pokemon that we haven't seen in, like, a while and there seems to be such a huge variety in Paldea so I'm, I'm very excited to see like and I've been spoiled so I know some of the ones that are coming back that I won't spoil anyone on the podcast for um but there have been a lot of Pokemon that have have not been very uh popular previously uh that are coming back and I mean popular is in like uh being a different game so it's really cool mm -hmm. to see them come back and then you know I'm already happy because my team is basically already set. Some of my favorite really? Pokemon are already confirmed. Yeah, 100%. Unless wow. there's, like, new Pokemon that come out. I don't care about Fido, sorry. Um, I, I, I only really like Sprigatito. Mm -hmm. I was going I, I was gonna be honest. Like, um, until they introduced Armor Rouge and uh, uh, Cerulege, I had very little of my Pokemon, like, set already. Like, I legit, for the longest time, was, like, Fuecoco and Lechonk. And that was it. I was just like, I don't know. What are the Pokemon I want? And now I have these two. And they may not even be on the team because that's a more fire type. So I want them, certainly. But I don't know if they'll be on the team, per se. So I really still only have two confirmed for my team. Which, you know, I'll wing it as I go. I don't need to have, like, it all straightened out. I, I, I actually, you know, my friend Zach, we and I talk about this a lot. He He's of the camp that he likes to know, like, almost all the Pokemon so he can set up his team beforehand. I only like doing that if we're dealing with, like, a remake. Like, with Diamond and Pearl, when those came out, I was like, okay, I want these Pokemon for my team this time around. Because I already know all the Pokemon. It's a remake. But if it's a new game, then I kind of like to just figure it out as I go. That's kind of how I do it. I'm, I'm getting Sprigatito because it's the most adorable grass cat. Mm -hmm. uh, and then they showed me that Lilligant is going to be back, which is my favorite Pokemon. Then they showed me that Serena's going to be back, another one of my favorite Pokemon. And then they showed uh, Hatterene was there, and another one of my favorite Pokemon from last generation. So I was like, oh my god, that's four out of the six. I'm done. Like, give me two more, and two more, which I kind of already know that I've been spoiled on, mm -hmm. uh, which are also some like Pokemon that I really love. So I was like... Oh my god, unless there's some really, really cute new Pokemon, I'm just excited to, to be back with some... Because usually, and I don't know, like, you can correct me if I'm wrong, and I also want to move on, I don't want to talk about Pokemon the whole time. <laughs> but um, usually, like, we don't really get... if We don't really get the new Pokemon from the last game in the next game all the time. No, or not, at least well, from not, what I remember, not, we don't... Not lately, not lately, certainly. Yeah. Like, um... Even, even Sword and Shield, it wasn't until the first update that we even got the Alolan starters available. Exactly. In the game. Exactly. So seeing uh, the Hatterene uh, line, I was like, whoa. 
they was, just came out. Like, this is crazy. We usually don't get that. I was literally thinking earlier today, because well, I, I was thinking about the Pokemon a lot today after that trailer. Like, <laughs> I don't know why this Pokemon of all came into my head, but the Ultra Beast Blycephalon that got introduced in Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, that got, that's one of the Pokemon that's gotten the rawest deals ever because you could only get that Pokemon if you got specifically Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, which a lot of people didn't because, again, it was just Sun and Moon again, basically. And then it didn't mm-hmm. come back in Let's Go. It didn't come back in Sword and Shield. Like, there's, like, there's like one game where you can get that Pokemon. <laughs> and it's probably not going to come back in this game unless they do an Ultra Beast. Like, there were Ultra Beasts added in Sword and Shield, and I don't think Blacephalon was even one of them. I think it was, like, the original Ultra Beast. It certainly wasn't like uh, Naganato or Poipol. It was like, yeah, no, there's some Pokemon that are new, new, and just don't get anything. Now, that being said, I am yeah. hoping at least that um, all the new Hisuian Pokemon uh, make it in because they haven't really gotten a chance to be in a competitive Pokemon game where you can battle against other people because that's a single-player game, so they really haven't gotten their chance. I don't want to assume anything, but I would hope that they get, at least those Pokemon get, you know, allowed in. But we'll see. The addition of home and being able to put them there is kind of an indication of where we're going. Uh, yeah. But honestly, I'm just very excited to play with friends. Like, it is just top tier because of that. Like, I want to go through the entire story with friends. So it, yeah. uh, give me whatever you want at this point. I'll take it. Um, unless you're PlayStation. Uh, because... Segway! The PS5 price price, uh, is set to increase in select markets due to global economic environment, including high inflation rates. Now, this is not happening in the U.S., um, so uh, anyone who's listening in the U.S. does not have to worry very much about this, but in other regions, the price is increasing. This is from the PlayStation blog. Uh, The global economic environment is a challenge that many of you around the world are no doubt experiencing. We're seeing high global inflation rates as well as adverse currency trends impacting consumers and creating pressure on many industries. Based on these challenging economic uh, conditions, SIE has made the difficult decision to increase the recommended retail price of the PlayStation 5 in select markets across Europe, Middle East, and Africa, Asia, Pacific, Latin America, as well as Canada. Uh, There will be no price increase in the United States. Uh, (laughs) uh, In Europe, uh, the price for the Blu-ray PS5 is now $549.99, and the digital is $449.99. In the UK, it's $479.99. Uh, 99 for the uh, disc and 389.99 for the digital and uh, I'm not gonna do the rest of these uh, <laughs> okay I'll do Canada uh, in Canada the disc version is now 649.99 and the digital is 519.99 uh, and then they have the prices for Mexico Australia China Japan etc and uh, it also says, while this price increase is a necessity, given the current global economic environment and its impact on SIE's business, our top priority continues to be improving the PS5 supply situation so that as many players as possible can experience everything that the PS5 offers and what's still to come. Thank you for your continued support. So, Brandon, I know this doesn't affect you in the U.S., but how do you feel about the PlayStation being two years old? Uh being still hard to get and then having a price increase in different regions i kind of i can't say i expected that we get to a point you know because obviously the trend is console comes out it's out for a few years goes down in price to get some of the people that it didn't bite in the immediate um wave right i never expected us to get to a situation where a company felt 
like they needed to raise the price as opposed to lowering it. Um, as it is, like he said, it's already still difficult for consumers to even get their hands on a PlayStation system, PlayStation Five system, at the moment. And then with the price going up, I I, I hesitate to say that it will like reduce demand. It might do a little bit at the very least because uh, that's another fit like. It's obviously the currency is different for different countries, but it's approximately like a fifty dollar increase in the uh, retail price for the PlayStation Five. Um, actually, the shirt I'm wearing today is a little appropriate because it's the Final Fantasy Sixteen shirt, and the day and the day and the day that this was announced, Sixteen started trending on Twitter in Japan because now a lot of Japanese consumers are, are are concerned that they will no longer be able to get the game because of the price increase in their their territory and that was really sad to read honestly um so it's so there's a lot of people that are going to be affected by this uh you know a lot of people that wanted those like exclusives on the PS5 now either are going to choose not to or be forced not to and I think that sucks and I have to really wonder about if they honestly really needed to do this. Obviously, times are tough. Like, I cannot deny that, obviously. Times are tough for businesses. There's still shortages in, like, uh, parts to make these systems. So, but I don't know if this is the move to do it. Like, and let me tell you, I don't know if you're going to touch on this yourself, but as soon as the PlayStation made this message, Microsoft and Nintendo were quick to jump on them and say, oh, we're not increasing our price. Just, just saying. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that's cool on them. Like, I don't know, man. I, th- I, th- I think it's a very short-sighted move. I feel like they, I feel like they feel like they needed to do this, but I think it's just going to hurt them in the long run is, is my, is my takeaway from this. Maybe people won't care. Maybe they will. Um, I'm just so Sony Interactive Entertainment has a lot of money. They have a lot of money. Yes, I understand that we're dealing with you know economic issues. Uh, I don't know the ins and outs of much, so I'm going to be talking from a little bit of an ignorant standpoint here. However, the PlayStation Five has sold really well. Yes, it is. It has been you know one of the best selling consoles for this current generation. Um. And it continues to sell really well. So I don't see how increasing the... I don't see how this is helpful. Okay, so I don't see how this is helpful for consumers, which is obvious. But more so to the point that, like, it kind of feels to me, like, if I was still in the market for a PS5, like, the, the if I was still in the market for a PS5 to get one the regular way, right, without going through a scalper, without having to go through um, GameStop and pay an additional, like, $700 for a bundle, like, I just want a regular... Sorry, I'm trying to turn all my stuff on silent. Sorry for <laughs> anyone who heard that. Um, I just want a regular PS5. And I just want a regular retail PS5. And, you know, I finally get the opportunity to get one because they're ramping up production and now I have to pay more money. Like, that just, to me, seems like a really, really bad move for consumers who couldn't get it before. Especially because, you know, we've talked about it before, like, a lot of people, it's not their fault they can't get one. Like, it's not our fault as consumers that we can't get one, so now you're charging us extra money because we couldn't get one before when it was cheaper? Mm -hmm. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Um... So I'll only talk from that standpoint and say that it just seems like a really, really bad move. It reminds me of, was it last generation where Xbox fucked up and PlayStation was like, this is how you share your games? Or that was PS3. 
No, that was that, PS3. No, that was most um, definitely... No, 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 no. You were right. That was definitely PS4, Xbox One. Where, oh, it was yeah, last gen? Oh, Xbox, wow. Xbox yeah. One had that big DRM issue in the beginning. The Connect were being required, mm-hmm. all that good shit. And then the PlayStation yes. 4 just jumped in with the... Here's how to share your games. Just literally just took like their like their uh, PlayStation 4 game, handed it to them, and was like, and thanks. Yep. <laughs> and that was like... And, that's and so that... Yeah. That is the only the only reason that PlayStation is not getting it as bad as Xbox did is because people have already decided that PlayStation is the winner of this uh, generation. Like exactly, exactly. Uh, especially with Xbox not producing, um, not producing uh, exclusives for people to want to go buy xbox consoles because they're always just like you can literally play anywhere so it's fine that's the only reason they're not getting so much backlash because even those companies were like yeah we're not doing that but just to do this when you have so much money it's just i don't know why it was done so i can't you know i can't explain why anyone would do it it's just very sad to see honestly oh and christy was uh, mentioning on chat similar to what i was saying before she said uh they're not thinking long term they're looking at short-term monetary gains yeah yeah pretty much and the sad part is it's going to work. Uh, you have... In the short term, yeah. I think it will. You have... We have so many. Like, I can't even, you know, think of all of them. You've got Forspoken coming up. Uh, you have Final Fantasy sixteen coming up. You have Final Fantasy Rebirth coming up. Uh, you've got uh, 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 the other Final Fantasy game, which is on all platforms. But, like, if you're a PlayStation fan and you play your games on PlayStation, it's another one that's going to come out. God of War is on the horizon. You have so many exclusives for PlayStation and so many people that have PlayStations that are going to uh, uh, force the hand of others if you want to play with your friends. If your game isn't cross-play, then you're going to have to get it on PlayStation. Um all of that is going to convince people that they're going to have to buy this console if they want to if you want to buy into the PlayStation atmosphere you're going to have to pay what i am now just going to call the PlayStation tax the extra money mm-hmm. uh, it's like the apple thing right like you're paying for whatever uh so uh <laughs> it was power rangers day recently hey. uh they announced uh power rangers cosmic fury uh which is going to begin filming uh this fall and debut in 2023 with Simon Rebe- Simon Bennett uh, returning as EP for the first time since Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Um, the current cast will be returning for a third season. Yeah, that's the main reason I wanted to talk about that because um, first off, this is the 30th anniversary. This this upcoming season, Cosmic Fury, is going to be the 30th anniversary, which is crazy to think about. Like Power Rangers is literally as old as I am, maybe actually a little older. But anyways, um, yeah. The current cast is coming back for a third season. That has not happened since Mighty Morphin. Like, uh, the last few years, it's been, like, each season is, like... they Each cast gets two years to themselves, and then they move on to another cast. New characters, new whatever. Yeah, this is the first time that a, that a, that a, that a cast is coming for a third season since the days of Mighty Morphin. And I think that's pretty cool. The current cast is pretty cool. Um, notably, this is the very first uh, season to have the first... Um, lesbian power ranger like the green ranger that she's uh she's uh, she's um she's gay and they and they fully embrace that like there was an episode all about that and several episodes since so i think it was really cool so yay she gets to come back for another season because she's actually my favorite character from this current season <laughs> too. like she's really cool and they did something really cool with her as well like um she's also the first female green ranger as, as well and um in the in the footage that they're using from like the Japanese version, 
the Green Ranger was male and therefore didn't wear a skirt. So what they did with this season, right, is she morphed her season. Her her outfit had a skirt. She looked at it, ripped off the skirt on the suit, and she said, "Skirts aren't really my thing." I'm like, "That's great." I love it. Yes. <laughs> Love no, it. Yeah, no, she's aw- she's awesome. Yeah, no, this season's cool. I'm interested in seeing what they do for the uh, 30th anniversary. And Simon Bennett coming back since Mighty Morphin. I-, I I gotta be honest, I don't know too much about like the EPs and whatnot. I mostly follow like the cast themselves. But hey, if this has been gone since Mighty Morphin is coming back, that's cool. I guess we'll see what happens with that. No, no, it's just it's just a, it's just a just a lot of historic stuff going on this season. This is the only reason I wanted to mention it. Uh, looking forward to seeing what going on goes on with the new season. Um, that, no, that, that all sounds great. Uh, you also brought something to my attention earlier that I didn't see, uh, which was a McDonald's tweet today that I obviously had to bring up. I meant to bring it up when we were talking about PlayStation, but McDonald's sent out this wonderful tweet that said, do you need a ride to the Final Fantasy VII 25th anniversary party? And in this tweet, it is a picture of McDonald's in the background and Cloud Strife with the Buster Sword on his famous motorcycle oh, man. in the foreground. I don't know why it and... makes me so laugh so much, but it's just so I was like what is going on here <laughs> like this is they better give me a final fantasy 25th anniversary uh, uh, uh happy meal or something I'm because just, why are y'all doing this like, I'm, I'm just imagining like okay so they did this a lot in like the 90s and a little bit of the 80s but i would love if they did a commercial where it's just like it's in engine final fantasy 7 remake graphics cloud riding the motorcycle and as he's riding the motorcycle goes to a drive through mcdonald's and gets a big Mac. <laughs> that is because and, and so the reason i also wanted to bring it up is because obviously i had to ask what is cloud ordering from mcdonald's because I was gonna say a Big Mac. Uh, uh, no, yeah, Mac. no, yeah, no. I feel like he would just go with the Big Mac. Like Cloud, Cloud, it doesn't seem like the type to like be Plastic bothered. With, like just be bothered with it. He'll just get what's the whatever the popular thing is. I feel like Barrett is probably gonna go like the double quarter pounder with cheese with like the oh fries. Oh my god! With, 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 spot on. With, with the milkshake, Tifa will probably will oh. probably be that one to get the salad at McDonald's, even though their salads are trash. Okay, well, what's Aerith getting? Uh, Aerith is gonna get the gonna go to the Mick Cafe and get one of their lot one of their lattes, <laughs> and she'll probably get the fillet of fish. Really? Okay. All right. Uh, finally, uh, because Yuffie's already playable. What about Yuffie? Ooh, Yuffie, Yuffie. What is she getting? I feel uh, like Yuffie's you know, getting like nuggets. Hey, I was about to say that. She's getting, <laughs> she's, she's getting nuggets. She's getting nuggets, and she's gonna get the spicy nuggets. Oh, wow. Uh, so something also really cool, which if, if anyone wants to see this, you can totally go to McDonald's. Oh, sorry. McDonald's is Twitter, right? Yes. Yeah. Drop my head. You can go to McDonald's Twitter uh, to see it. Um, there have been some responses from other companies to this tweet, which I do want to point out. <laughs> oh, please. I, so, I, I uh, as McDonald's I... said... As McDonald's said, do you need a ride to the Final Fantasy seven uh, 25th anniversary party? Uh, Final Fantasy seven responded and said, we're loving it. <laughs> Get it? Get ah! it? I love it. Uh, T-Mobile also responded and said, uh, roll in, we're on the high wind. Which, wow. anyone who's played Final Fantasy seven, you know what the high wind is. Yeah. Uh, and Final Fantasy seven responded, how's the reception? Because T-Mobile, how's uh, the reception? That's funny. Yeah. That's funny. 
Where, bring, oh, back, bring, bring, bring back Kefka and have him cosplay as Ronald McDonald's. They also, uh, they also have, um, <laughs> the, the replies are actually really funny. I would suggest if you guys have some. I'm, I'm going to. I didn't, I realize there were so many responses. I'm definitely going to look this up. <laughs> they also have, um, because this one is like Final Fantasy VII Remake Cloud, they also responded to a tweet with uh, FF7 or OG FF7 Cloud in front of a McDonald's. So you can check that one out as well. Okay. Uh, oh my God. Like my cat. I'm st- please, Joker, please. <sighs> He's making me drop my iPad, which has all of my stories on it. Oh, oh, also, I forgot when we were talking about uh, Pokemon. Obviously, a new Nintendo Switch OLED model, Pokemon Edition, is out or coming out. How do you feel about that one? It's an OLED model, which is pretty cool. Um, A lot of people people thought it was going to be a Switch Lite um, because they did that with Lite. I don't know why they thought that. They did it with Sword and Shield, and I guess I guess they just assumed that they would do it again uh, for this one for those people that just want to play handheld. But no, they're doing the whole they're doing the OLED route. Honestly, that speaks to me of like their confidence in this game because they want that game to look look as beautiful as it can under the OLED screen. Like it's obviously the main benefit of the OLED is the playing in handheld, so you can see the OLED screen. And so if they want you to see that Pokemon game in the OLED screen, that means they must they must be pretty confident in how it looks at least uh like in a, in a visual standpoint. Uh, whether that confidence is warranted, I guess we'll see. But you know, at the very least though, them Joy Cons look good and that dock looks good. Now it's crazy to me though that they're really going full full throttle now in their OLED um versions you know like you mentioned splatoon 3 is getting an oled model it's already come out as of the last week and the actual splatoon 3 game as of this recording will be out in two days so the oled came out a little before same with these the pokemon oled model is coming out a little before the game actually releases so you can get it ahead of time and just look at it and suffer while you wait for pokemon to come out (laughs) (laughs) bye christy thanks for coming have a good night she's leaving (laughs) just um, I'm not surprised by this at all. I think naturally as a company, Nintendo has to start pushing the OLED. I don't think it's tied to Pokemon. I don't think it's tied to Splatoon. I think it literally is. We're trying to, you know how they did that thing where they were trying to push the new model of the Switch. So then they started like selling the old models out. I feel like this is just the next rung on the ladder. Cause how old yeah. is the Switch now? Oh, the Switch has been out since 2017, and this OLED model's only been out for not even a full year yet. So the console's five years old, like, as yeah. a concept, which is five years old. So for mm-hmm. sure, they're going to start pushing people towards the next uh, one, yeah. OLED. Yeah, so any and, any Nintendo property that's big enough, 100% is going to be getting, you know, Switch OLED treatment. And what, and what better game to sell than Pokemon? Like, it it, it makes, yeah. it, like, it makes more, too much sense to... Uh, whether whether it was whether it would have been a Switch Lite or the OLED, you have to sell a new Switch of Pokemon because people buy Nintendo systems for Pokemon. That's just like one of their top sellers. So having a system to go with the new game is what's going to do it. Because there's a lot of people that didn't that, that either people that didn't bite with Sword and Shield that it wasn't for them and are going to do this one, or people that may have gotten like their older Switch uh, for um. Sorry, my phone was like buzzing loudly. <laughs> like they got the regular switch for uh, Sword and Shield, and then now they're upgrading to the OLED. I know previous guest and friend of ours, Odell, is finally biting on the OLED because he looks likes the way the Pokemon one looks. So you know mm-hmm. they're get, they're getting him to buy an OLED finally 
the, our friend Toby is now getting has an OLED switch because of the Splatoon. Splatoon. Yeah. So the more special models you get based on these games that you know are going to sell well, the more sales you get. I would not be surprised if when Breath of the Wild comes, Breath of the Wild Two comes out, that uh, OLED will be tied to that one as well. Yeah. But wasn't there? Okay, so. If I'm not mistaken, and you can correct me if I'm wrong on this, sure. the reason that Sword and Shield got the uh, Switch Lite is because that was the new thing at the time. Yes, that's was it correct. not? Yeah, no, yeah. So, so you're, and you're, you're now, right. like, yeah. one's getting an OLED because it's the new thing at the time. Yeah, um, so sense. I think what you do is pair your new console with your brand new Pokemon or uh, our original Nintendo IP like Splatoon, and you sell it that way. Yeah. So I don't know why people are surprised, really, about uh, the uh, po- uh, Pokemon getting an OLED Switch. Literally, as soon as I saw the announcement, I, I literally was like, duh, yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Like, of course, it's their new thing. Um, remind me, if I don't, if I forget that we do have one final Pokemon question to end out the uh, podcast that I want to ask you. Um, my best. <laughs> we'll see. Well, I'll, uh, if I remember. Um, so there is an awesome new feature in Gotham Knights, um, which I saw, and then you posted, which reminded me of it. Which uh, uh, I'll try to describe it as best as I can. Which is you get to join another. You know what? Actually, do you want to explain it? You could probably explain it better than I can. Yeah, I think I, based on what I saw from the video, I could probably explain it. So yeah, um, for those who don't already know about Gotham Knights, you know, it's the whole it's the game where you're playing as the proteges of Batman following his demise by the Court of Owls. So you can play as either uh, Nightwing. Uh, Robin, Tim Drake, Red Robin, I believe, uh, Batgirl, or Red Hood, and each character, each per, each per character you play as has their own story, and you have your own progression to it. But you can also play with a friend online together in the same storyline. Now, you're going through your own storyline as you progress through the game, but you can still play with another person. And based on what it was said by the developers, is you can still play with a, your friend even if you're at two different parts of the story. And if you're at a point in the story that you've already done, but your friend has not, um, you have the option to either watch it again, the cutscenes that you've already seen again, or you can just simply skip them, but still play with your your friend. Moreover, you can also play it together and not even see each other. Like you could be at, like this person could be at the uh, west end of Gotham, and the other could be at the east end of Gotham. You and you could be playing together, but never actually interact with each other. Now I don't know why you would. But that option is there. Like, if you just want to do your own thing but also play with a friend, you know, you could do that. So, it's a combination of asynchronous multiplayer and synchronous multiplayer together. And being able to play together no matter where you are in the story is really ambitious. And a lot of people have said, quite simply, that if they pull this off well, every multiplayer game of that has that has a storyline like this needs to do this going forward and i agree if they can actually pull this off this seems like the way the future for this kind of game yeah yeah it's a very uh, i think they called it like an untethered type of uh, experience in which i can go into brandon's world and do whatever the flip i want the entire time not see him and then leave and all my progress uh uh comes with me um which is great because a lot of times we'll see progress tied to just the host which still happens in 2022 which is still a little crazy to me um or we'll see 
or we'll see, um, like, you can't play with someone at this portion of the story, so you have to catch up to them, uh, different things like that. So this is awesome. However, I'm so wondering now how Pokemon's gonna do this, because... Yeah! Uh, <laughs> like, yeah. only because, uh, only because from what I understand, it sounds like Pokemon's gonna be almost exactly the same. Like, we can all just, like, I can go into Brandon's world, and I don't think that they've made it sound like I'm restricted. Like, it sounds like I can go into Brandon's world and go play with my Pokemon wherever the heck I want, explore wherever the heck I want, and then leave when I want. Um, kind of like Animal Crossing, uh, <laughs> now that I think about it. I, I, Whatever, I'm just gonna keep comparing it to Nintendo properties. Uh, I guess. But Am the, Animal but Crossing did... though was was a lot simpler though because there's really no story to it. You just go to a friend's island, uh, and, of just, and just and just hang around. With it's with a story game, it is significantly more difficult for the reasons that we've both said. <laughs> yeah, that's actually uh, what I was gonna say, which is like I'm I'm very interested to see how Pokemon's gonna gonna uh, handle it because if we're playing together and we're both doing the same type of story type, like what does that mean um, for us as players? But yeah, I think this is this is amazing. I think it, it is something that seems so to me when I first watched it, I was like, why is this? new you know like why is this something right, that's just right. why is this not something that has been Standard in every already. game already exactly. <laughs> like that's, that's literally what i thought when i saw it and and the fact that it, it seems like it's such a crazy difference is is um uh, funny because like it's not like it seems like something that should be in other titles yeah um honestly. so game's done quick Mm -hmm. Let's talk about it. Uh, oh, yeah, the official, it. the official AGDQ 2023 will be taking place online from January 8th through the 15th. Um, so I'll read you the thread of tweets here. Uh, it says, while we would love to return in person, we've determined that to provide a safe and welcoming event to all, it was best that we move away from our originally planned location in Florida. First of all, that was the first tweet. So, like, let me say what a great way to start your tweet. Like, we were going to come in person, but then Florida was an issue. So, like, now we're just yeah. not going to. So funny. Um, it says, given the state's continued disregard for COVID-19's dangers, including anti-mandate policies, and an increased aggression towards LGBTQ plus individuals, including the law colloquially, excuse me, known as Don't Say Gay, we do not believe it's a safe place for our community. Uh, immediately after after the success of AGDQ 2020, we secured a contract with the venue in Florida to return in 2021. Since the global pandemic was declared, we postponed it in-person events until it was safe to return. We've explored multiple options, which would allow us to return in-person by relocating to a safer location. <coughs> Excuse me. Unfortunately, the cost required to cancel our contract is too great to justify relocating AGDQ while, playing, while paying the cancellation fee, and we're no longer able to delay our contract. This ultimately led us to move AGDQ 2023 online. While the move to online will allow us to save some uh, expenses, we still have considerable costs to recover. We're looking to recover it wherever possible, including community support via Twitch subs. We thank the community for their support. Game and volunteer submissions are open on September 11th, and you can find out more information at gamesdonequick.com, so you can check that out there. Um, now. Yes. Responses, as I'm sure you are aware, have been 
coming in from both sides of the issue. Some people, like me, are like, yeah, like, good on you guys because COVID is a thing. People are still dealing with it. The uh, no mask mandate in Florida is kind of trash. The don't say gay policy is kind of trash. So I wouldn't want my company to be associated with something like this or all of the risks that also come along with it because there are, well, before I get onto my side of it, there are also people that are saying, you know, wokeism is the reason that this whole thing is going to be canceled and that's not fair. Um, I'll never donate again. Um, uh, people that also don't understand, uh, you know, the, the don't understand Florida or the laws here. Because um, I, I am in, in Florida, unfortunately. Uh, yeah okay so here here, uh the special olympics had to drop their vaccine mandate um after florida threatened a 27 million dollar fine against them for having a uh vaccine mandate um which is which is what this was talking about for anyone who doesn't have the context um the special olympics had to uh, drop their mask mandate and you know obviously if you're a part of the special olympics there is a higher or not higher there is a chance that you are immune compromised which means that you don't want to be in a big area with people where you could contract um covid and so uh yeah florida and ron DeSantis threatened to sue them for 27 million dollars um as a fine and that that was that was in reference to what they were talking about um uh, but yeah there are also people who are saying you know this is a good decision florida's trash and then there are people on the other side that are saying you know uh why does it have to be like why you guys gotta be so woke why can't we just have this event uh and you know they're all entitled to their opinion but um as i was saying i think you know if i was them i wouldn't want my company to be hosting this event there especially with everything going on currently because i think uh at the end of the day more people want to be safe and you will end up saving more money as opposed to hosting i think in florida with uh people that don't feel comfortable coming to the state period Mm -hmm. but that's just my two cents what do you think i'm more or less on the same uh, thought process on that um with the way um a gdq is is done where they want to make sure that they're raising money for a good cause and that they also want to keep their um, participants and visitors and what have you safe while they're doing so. So I admire them for sticking to their morals because as that thread elucidated, this is not, this was certainly not an easy decision to do. There's a lot of costs that they're now have to go and have to eat, but they're ultimately making a decision that would ultimately, I wouldn't, I don't want to say save money because they're still paying money that they probably don't want to, to like make this last minute decision but they're sticking by what they wanted to do and I can and I can admire them for that for wanting to make sure that their participants feel safe and it sounds to, it sounds to me like this decision was made not only based on like the uh, leadership level but probably also based on the feedback level because I feel like a lot of the speedrunners that would be participating in this ca- uh, category uh, probably were very vocal about how they wanted to uh, participate in those and I respect them for listening to them as well um, and, my, and keeping their safety in mind in this in these circumstances. So, all all to say, I think they made the right call here. I really I really do. You know, there's a lot of companies that I think in the same position would have just been like, 
All right. Let me just say this much as well. They were very transparent about all this. They did not have to go to a full thread on the, all the things they did, but they did. And I think that matter of transparency could have also been good even if they made the other decision. Like, hey, you know, we're not going to have the mask mandate. Here's the full list of reasons why. Floor is for, uh, you know, forcing our hand. We're going to do it. If you don't feel safe, by all means, don't come. So either yeah. I, I think either decision could have been fine in this instance as long as they were transparent about it. But ultimately, I think they're making the decision that makes the most sense, again, for their leadership and the people that would want to attend. And so I respect it, and I think it's the right move. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I think that just succinctly said everything I would have said, so I'll leave it at that. Um, <clears throat> swag. Hmm? I said swiggity swag. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't busted that out uh, in years. <laughs> so, back to PlayStation really quick. Uh, yeah. I don't know if anyone cares, but there is a great, great camouflage PS5 accessories that have been announced, including the great camouflage faceplates, uh, a great camouflage uh, DualSense controller, and a great camouflage uh, Pulse 3D headset. That's fun. Um, Cyberpunk 2077 is getting its first expansion. Um, major oh. expansion, it's called Phantom Liber Liberty, and will only be released on PS5, Xbox Series X, and PC. They are not doing prior, I mean, obviously, <laughs> they're not doing prior consoles, which, we're going to talk about this for a second. This is very much Final Fantasy VII type deal, yeah. where you start on one, but you can't continue unless you have the next generation. Um, and, you know, once Cyberpunk 2077 was fixed, I've only heard positive things about it. I can't say that I've heard anything negative uh, about it after it's been fixed and, and playable. Um, but yeah, how do you feel about this? The, if you enjoyed it and you want the DLC, either you're going to play on PC, or you're going to play on a new gen console, even if you played the original on uh, on uh, uh, last gen console. I think if you're someone, be quite frank, I think if you're someone that's probably on the outside looking in, this may seem like it's trash, but I have to imagine, and just to be based on the stuff we've heard about cyber, the horror stories we heard about cyberpunk when it first came out, it really sounds like this game really was designed for the next generation in mind and that they were just, you know, trying to cover their base by having the old generation. But those old generation consoles just weren't powerful enough to hold this game. So it makes perfect sense to me. And I think if you're someone that has personally played Cyberpunk 2077 and on older gen hardware and went through that horror thing, I think your testimony would probably be strong enough to say, yeah, no, I don't want to play this. Like, all this new stuff, I'm I don't want to do this anymore. Like, at this point, I think, I think, I think the general gaming populace understands that Cyberpunk 2077 is a game that needs to be on uh, next-gen hardware to run mm -hmm. properly and continue its life cycle the way it is. I don't think it's feasible to continue on a past-generation consoles because it sounds to me like those generate those those versions were not nearly as fixed as the later gen ones which are perfectly playable at this point i in fact i would even go as far as to say that i think there's a much bigger case for cyberpunk 2077 future parts to be next gen or current gen exclusive than there was for say ff7 remake intergrade 
um, honestly. And he, and I and I thought that was fu- and I even I was saying it's like yeah no they're getting ready for the next generation it's fine but I think there's even bigger case made of cyberpunk ironically enough because of its failures when it first came okay. out. Yeah, I can I, I, I can see that uh, viewpoint for sure, I, and I completely agree with you. Like, if I, I agree with you that you know gamers will understand that. Look at how it launched on last gen. So we probably are all aware that we can't continue to work on this this way. But I think for Final Fantasy VII, it's the same thing. One of the biggest complaints that you know Screenix got was just background textures. Um, how they look so bad on PS4. And then if you play on PS5, when they enhanced it for PS5, all of those things were magically fixed. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, hey, we had to do what we could. Um, and, and then even moving along to Intergrade, uh, seeing, and I guess, yeah, I, 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 I do agree with you there. I do think that they could have just gone uh, with uh, Intergrade being on previous gens. But I don't know. I think uh, the difference is that Oh, I guess it's not because this the cyberpunk thing is also DLC. I think it's less serious when it's DLC. Sure. Um, uh, but I but I also agree. Yeah, I, I think I just agree with you. I think you've just convinced me that yes, uh, you I agree. Yeah, I agree with everything you've said. Um, but it, it's so crazy to see now uh, just what people have done to because I I've, I've been like seeing a bunch of articles on. Um, mods recently like what you can do to like mod things uh and it helps now that i have a steam deck so i'm looking more at pc stuff and just like i watched a youtube video the other day on uh mojo plays i think about the best mods for final fantasy 7 remake okay and like people just made the game prettier like on pc and and they did a lot of things that you just that that like i'm sure like someone just literally is going through and redoing all of the textures in the entire game just to make it look even better um, on PC, and you know I'm sure that's something that Square could have done. However, they're held back by uh, certain hardware. So I- I'm very excited to see. Uh, you know, I remember my first time playing Final Fantasy VII Remake on PS5 with the PS5 upgrade, and the only thing I kept thinking was, "Oh my God, so many particles!" Like, <laughs> "Oh my God, there's so many particles!" You hit something, and like 10 million particles are flying on the screen, and I was like, "If this is capable from them working on this game for years, I cannot imagine what the the final entry in this line is after having worked with the PS5 over years." You know, like, "Oh yeah." Uh, I, I'm just I am before I go on a tangent about how much I love Final Fantasy VII Remake. I'll go ahead and move on again. Um, <laughs> I'll mention uh, real quick on like in oh, the yeah. har- mm-hmm. on the hardware level. This is a this is this is a little bit of a tangent, but um, I recently uh, got uh, I was the Last of Us Part One on PlayStation Five, right? And seeing in how how the remake has a uh, function on PlayStation Five, I was going through the settings, and two of the settings were uh, unlocked frame rate and the variable refresh rate, terms that I didn't really know about until about maybe two or three weeks ago. And Can I say something really quickly? Go for it. What do you have to say? Speaking on the uh, variable refresh rate, uh, did you update your PS5? Yes. So have you played The Last of Us since updating your PS5 with the latest update? No, because that update was this morning. I haven't gotten a chance to play it yet. 
do it again and then talk to me because uh okay. it will change if your tv is able to do it um that variable refresh rate is going to make such a like an even more of a difference than it already does um because this latest update is going to expand what your ps5 can do uh in terms of uh refresh rate uh variable refresh rate on uh the ps5 i'm sorry keep going i'm, I'm gonna have to test that but i don't think my t like i have a 4k tv but i don't think it's capable of vrr or hdr all that good stuff mm -hmm. and oh my god now i'm thinking of seriously thinking about getting a new tv during black friday so i'm gonna have to start saving do it because i'm doing it let's do it together let's, let's buy a tv let's do it together drill let's figure this out because no! <laughs> my, my games are starting to get too good man i need to start like the the, the tv must match the the quality that's being put out dude it's right? you gotta do it yeah. you gotta do it i'm going for an oled now i'm very excited yeah no 4k oled uh, VRR, HDR, got to get all that good stuff, all the bells and whistles. It's funny, too. Uh, last podcast, we were talking about Masahiro Sakurai's new YouTube channel. He actually did a video specifically about game lag, and he even made, like, TV recommendations on how to eliminate game lag. And I'm like, God damn it. So between The Last of Us Part 1, Sakurai <laughs> basically yelling at me to get a good TV nerd is just like, all it's right. It's time. <laughs> yeah. It's time. Yeah. Right. But I'm sorry, yes, you you were talking about The Last of Us. And no, I no, 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 no. That's literally all I was talking about. Like, well, I, I guess if I'm if I'm on the subject. No, it looks really good. It looks it looks very, is it's it definitely feel like it's made for PlayStation 5. That's all I was going to say about it, because otherwise it's more or less the same game. But it just looks so much better. That's all. You know, I, I, I was complaining about it at first. And then I saw it, like, I saw someone playing it on YouTube, and I was like... Am I really gonna go buy this game again? I thought about it. I actually thought about it, but I only thought about it because uh, we were talking about, you know, when we were talking about a single player games that are good for like co-op experiences. I was thinking, you know, this is probably maybe I can get my mom to come and like watch a playthrough of The Last of Us and get her experience or something, or or my best friend or someone. So I was thinking about doing like a playthrough of The Last of Us with friends and family just to see like how that works. Just and, and also just because it's so beautiful now. Like I just saw it and I was like, damn, I just want to play this game because it's so freaking pretty. Well, I have um, a question. I have a question actually. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know if you've already told me this, but as far as the PlayStation Plus, like the uh, the upper, do you have any of the upper tiers, or do you just have Essential? I'm sorry, what? As far as that PlayStation Plus and, like, its new tiers that have been recently... Oh, oh, okay. Uh, so, uh, yes, I do have an upper tier. Well, okay. 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 access to an upper tier? Well, yeah, basically. Yeah. So the reason why I asked that <laughs> is because I was actually listening to a podcast earlier today when I was coming back home from work, and one of the persons on that podcast brought up a good point. The Last of Us Part 1 seems like a game that in about two or three months, that's probably too short, maybe three months or more, uh, will be something that they put on, like, say, PlayStation Plus Extra. Um Think so? so? You, and, yeah, I, I, probably not that soon. Like, maybe not until early 2023, if I'm being optimistic. But I think it is something that will eventually get dropped on there. So if it's not something that you're in a rush to play, you could probably, I think you could probably outlast playing Sony. <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't know, only because how many versions of The Last of Us are available right now on PlayStation for free with like uh, a basic subscription? With the with the basic subscription, you could get you The Last get of Us remastered. Version. Exactly. And so far, that hasn't been delisted. So you could still get that. So as far as yeah, Last of Us I, I Part 1... I see them doing Part 1 while also having 
The Last of Us. Because that would just be like putting Royal while also having regular Persona. <laughs> yeah, I guess. You know, they, like... Sure, sure, but I think the difference is because it is on, like, a higher tier that they would, it would kind of make a difference. Like, I, I, as ridiculous as that sounds, I could see them putting... Like, play, play, Persona 5 regular is on the PlayStation Plus collection if you're, like, a regular uh, PS5 member. But I could, I could totally see them doing Royal as, like, a perk for being on the extra just because it has that much more content. Oh, by the way, my cousin Jeremiah is on chat saying hello. Hi, Jeremiah. Thanks for coming. Also, fair point. Uh, so, uh, the DC character that was the first trans superhero on TV is now going to be Fortnite's first trans character. Uh, trans oh. superhero Dreamer joins Fortnite. Oh, Dreamer. Um, nice. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, uh, that's that. Um, cool. I don't know. <laughs> Go ahead. I, no. Well, I, I became familiar with Dreamer because... Um, I saw her originally on on the Flash, the CW, the Flash show. I'm sorry, not this Flash. She was on Supergirl. She was a main main character on Supergirl before the show finished. And yeah, no, she she was a cool character, played by Nicole Maines, who is a uh, in real life a, tra- a trans woman, which is pretty cool. Yeah, she's coming to Fortnite. First trans character. That's awesome. Fortnite that is, cool. is just just unstoppable. That's <laughs> what I will call it. It really um, is. <laughs> Um, and, and, and this next story, I just thought, like, it was cool, not because of the subject matter, but just, like, the connectivity. Um, so, uh, Harry Potter fans who are eager to be sorted into their houses and get their wands and Hogwarts legacy are in luck. If you connect your Wizarding World account with a WB Games account, your Pottermore results can be carried into the game. So... For anyone who doesn't know what this is, uh, obviously WB is coming out with a Hogwarts Legacy um, uh, in a couple of months, right? In a couple of months. Couple of months. Uh, it, it, was, it was pushed into next year, right? I, I want to say yes. Along with for spoken, basically everything is. Yeah, I, literally, anytime they mention a big game, I just already know it's getting pushed into next year. Um, Forspoken, uh, God of War. Uh, God of War is still uh, this Hogwarts year. Legacy. Yeah, but it was pushed into this year, was it not? Because it was supposed to come out before. Possibly, I don't think they. Yeah, had, like, basically ever been all games. Basically all games. I'm gonna just say all games. Um, anyway, I I thought this was so cool, like as a concept, because uh, essentially on Pottermore you can go on to Pottermore. I think it's like Pottermore.com. I don't know, uh, but you can go onto Pottermore, do like a a sorting quiz, and then uh, figure out what uh, Hogwarts house you're in. I did this like years ago, yes. um, <laughs> when I didn't know that J.K. Rowling was a horrible person, and uh, the fact you can like tie that to your WV account and then your video game reflects what you did on a computer and like that that actually reflects the game in a in a significant way i just think that's crazy cool like i don't know i, I you know i i maybe i'm just freaking out for no reason but it seems like I just, I just think, like, how did they do this? Like, how did they come up with this? Like, how do you get those Pottermore results, upload them, and then, like, when you start the game, you already know, like, where you're going to be and what's going to be uploaded. Like, I'm sure it's not as... I'm sure it's much simpler than I'm making it sound like. But I yeah. just thought it was really... I just thought it was, like, a really cool cool tie-in. No, it is really cool. I, I, I think that's a very cool option. Now, that being said, um, and this is going to sound very contradictory, um, I still... 
I, even though, first off, it might be difficult because I haven't logged into Pottermore in like literally years, so I probably don't even remember my, my login information. So it's, I probably don't even have the option to do this. But even if I did, I don't know if I would because yeah. I feel like the sorting ceremony um, that they'll have in the game will be like a really cool experience, and I wouldn't really want to cheat myself out of that potentially by doing it ahead of time. Um now that being said, well, like, I would assume yeah. that you would still go through it, but you would just already have the like results predetermined. Yeah, probably. Yeah, that's probably how it goes. But I guess we'll see. But here's the contradictory part of that about it. Um, even though I'm willing to re essentially redo the Pottermore thing again, I'm sorry, the redo the sorting thing again in game with Hogwarts Legacy. Uh, if I don't get Hufflepuff, I'm resetting. Just straight up. <laughs> Just straight up. I, I, I may not have logged into Pottermore years, but I'm true to Hufflepuff regardless. Like, So if I don't get it... Do you remember it, if you were Hufflepuff in, in Pottermore? Uh, yes, I know. I remember that very clearly. I remember, I remember, I remember, I remember, I remember at the time that I had to be convinced that it was the right choice, too. Because, uh, because I don't know, I don't know what else we really wanted. I was like, I was going to let Pottermore just like pretty much decide me. And then they said, Hufflepuff. okay, uh, why am I Hufflepuff? So then I went on the website, then you get like a video from, um, unfortunately JK Rowling explain and a few other people explaining why I got the Hufflepuff choice and basically describing it. And I got, kind of got talked into it and now I represent it for life. Like, <laughs> like I was like, okay, yeah, no, this, you know what? That does describe me. I, I'm, I'm cool with this. So it's I'm, Brandon, you were such a Hufflepuff. Yeah, like I see it. It's such a Hufflepuff. 100%. I know. I mean, now I now that I know what the general Hufflepuff vibe is, yes, no, I agree. Like I've I've had years to accept my role and then like feel and understand <laughs> and understand who I am and why that house works for me. So I fully embrace it. Um. So yeah, no. If I if I if I play Hogwarts Legacy, like I'm not Hufflepuff. Reset. I don't care how long that <laughs> intro is. <laughs> I am. Um. Do, well, actually, what do you think I am? If, if I probably told you already. You probably have told me, but you strike me as a Ravenclaw. Oh, I wish. <laughs> Thank you. I wish. I've always gotten Gryffindor with Slytherin like right behind it. Okay. It's always like a. It's always like a. I, either I'm Gryffindor or Slytherin. Always like super super close, and every time Gryffindor ends up being the final answer. I can uh, see But Gryffindor. I'm just probably gonna go with Slytherin because like. Okay. I don't like the colors for Gryffindor. As soon as wait, why don't you somebody get told me one time. <laughs> yes, yes, I am because I get because orange is my favorite color, and I get to go to the orange school. Like <laughs> that's why. Somebody told me one time. I, I heard it like one time a long time ago that like the the Gryffindor colors are just like McDonald's workers, and I was like, oh no. And ever since then, I was like, well, I can't, oh. I can't take the color. And Damn. I was like, look, this green and silver looks so much better than, like, a McDonald's uniform. No offense to anybody that works at McDonald's. It's a great place, unless you are at the one by my house, in which it sucks. Um, but yeah, that's that's that. I'm a, I have, like, one more thing, I think, to talk about, and then we can wrap up with my question, which I haven't forgotten yet. Um, which, technically, you've already answered, but I just want to talk about it on the podcast. Okay. Um... Oh, yeah, iPhone 14 was announced today. Oh, yeah, there was an Apple presentation. Other stuff from the Apple presentation I'm not going to talk about because we're running out of time. Uh, Kotaku's Mike Fahey uh, has unfortunately passed away at the uh, young age of only 49. Um, He's had a 16-year career in gaming, um, and I've followed his stuff before, so I wanted to shout him out. Um, 
And uh, uh, from Jason Schreier's Twitter, the rumors are true. Ubisoft plans to announce several Assassin's Creed games on Saturday, including the two main games in Infinity. There's Red, set in Japan, and Neo slash Hex, set amongst the witch trials of the Holy Roman Empire. Uh, Brandon. Yes, what's your question? Are you a fan of Assassin's Creed? The answer to that is sadly no. It's a series that I've always wanted to get into. Um, I made the mistake of starting with Assassin's Creed 1, which most Assassin's Creed fans will tell you is actually... the, The general consensus when I hear about the Assassin's Creed series is like, one was good for its time because there was no game, open world game, quite like it. But ever since 2 and onwards have come out, uh, fan reception on 1 has like way majorly slipped. And <laughs> dropped, yeah. Like, like majorly slipped. And most people will say just start with 2 and just go from there. Which is probably at some point I'll do that in my life. You know, I got a lot of games, but I would like to at some point because I do hear good things about uh, the Ezio trilogy. Um, no, it's a series that I've always wanted to check out. I, I admire those games a great deal because... You know, I like the idea of you being this uh, clan, this, this cloak and dagger character in these different historical settings, uh, different times. Uh, I definitely wanted to check out Black Flag because I love the pirate aesthetic. Not as much as our good for a mutual friend Wesley, but I do like me some pirate stories there, there as well. Um, you know, there's definitely some highlights I want to check out. I wanted to check out Odyssey because I love uh, Greek mythology. Black Flag, again, mm-hmm. I mentioned. Origins, I, I enjoy ancient Egypt culture. Valhalla looked really cool. There's, like, a lot of good standouts, but I'm always intimidated to get into them because, again, there's so many other ones that I haven't tried. And also because I know they're going to be big games. They're going to ask a lot of time for me. And usually when they mm-hmm. come out, I'm, like, playing something else. But I do like the fact that now Assassin's Creed games are not coming out annually. That doesn't make me feel a little better about it, that I could – I feel like I could actually catch up if I really wanted to. Which definitely makes me feel good. There was a there was a time where I was like, okay, I'm never gonna catch up. They release them every year. I'm literally not playing them. What am I gonna do? So now that they've slowed yeah. down a little bit, is better. But now you're also telling me they're announcing multiple Assassin's Creed games. <laughs> so I'm also like, mm. <laughs> but at the same time, the ones you're telling me sound like they're gonna be really cool because like one yeah. takes place in the witch trials. That sounds really cool. Um, what was the other one that you were saying? Like uh, you said a witch trials. Yeah. What was the other ones that you were saying? Uh, Japan. Yeah, that's the one that people have wanted forever. I think that'd be super yep. dope. Um, but there was one more. Like, I heard rumors about Assassin's Creed Mirage, I think it was, which is like this, um... God, where is... I don't know. Anyway, all, all the ones that was being mentioned sound like they'd be really cool. Um, so yeah. And isn't this Saturday when they're doing the Ubisoft Forward? Where they have... I believe this... so. Yeah, so they're supposed to be talking about, um, Skull and Bones... Sparks of Hope, and I think that Assassin's Creed game. So it should be an interesting UB so UB forward. I'll, I'll probably I'll be working probably, but I will check out the highlights after it's yeah. over. Um. So Disney has a new game or a new card game that's coming out that's supposed to go up against Magic: The Gathering and Pokemon, called uh, Disney Lorcana, the trading card game. This is from Polygon. Dot com written by Charlie Hall. The basic idea is that there's this place called the Great Illuminary. Um, it's a treasury of all the Disney songs and stories ever made, all the characters, and it's where they're kind of recorded. The players take on this role of an Illumineer, um, this powerful sorcerer that has the ability to bring these characters to life off the page. Players will be bringing a band of their favorite Disney characters together to adventure in this world. The collectible game will include a modern storybook art style. 
Um, it was inspired by the storybook openings of classic Disney films and features visible line work and vibrant color washes. It mixes both traditional hand-drawn qualities seen in fairy tale storybooks with new digital techniques. Uh, uh, quote, you know those little paint chip things that people have sometimes when they're painting their houses? Our art director has one of those from a manufacturer of different foil treatments for cards, holographic with ink with an ink spill or with a star. Yeah, he kicked me out of his office the other day. I'm kidding, but I could just sit there for hours looking at all the pretty things. Um, I'd say, as a person who collects Pokemon cards, especially shiny evolutions, I'm really excited. I can't wait to add more cards to my collection. I think other Disney collectors will feel the same. This game is probably the largest potential that Ravensburger has ever gone after, and hence also probably the largest investment that we've ever done in any type of project and initiative. Uh, we know that as you enter the TCG market that you're inviting the players for a many-year journey. We don't take that lightly. This effort is a multi-year series of releases. It's something that Disney has never allowed any collaborator to do. So the trust we built with Disney, I think, allowed us to come to a point where we both strategically, commercially had the trust to say, yeah, let's dare to do this together. Um, and then they go on to talk about how Magic is uh, uh, has a very high competitive level, um, and people love that about Magic. Um, but they're not going to do that. It is definitely a strategy card game. Um, but they've pulled back the confrontation level because, quote, we feel that uh, we will appeal to a lot more a lot more folks. So if you think of chess as the highest confrontation level you can get, we're a bunch of notches behind that because we want people to have fun with these characters that they love so much. Um, fans will get a first look at the cards themselves during D23 Expo uh, on September 9th, which is a few days from now. I didn't realize it was that close. Actually. Oh my god. Oh, Oof. oh wow. Yeah. Oh boy, we're going to get a lot So yeah, we're things. getting... I have wanted to collect Pokemon cards again for so long. I, I just too. haven't started. I haven't started. Wonderful friend David, who has some pieces, I believe, uh, who helps with uh, the website, and he might have a piece or two on hpcritical.com. Um, he has a beautiful collection of Pokemon cards. I didn't even know that they sold, like, jumbo Pokemon cards. Um, yeah. He has some, and they're amazing. He has a I, collection of Pokemon cards. Another friend of mine has a collection. I think I, there's, like, it's hard. Hold on. I can bring it closer. One second. Uh, and I want to collect. Oh, yes, Brandon is coming back with his jumbo Pokemon card. Let's see it. I got this, yes, whole, I got this whole break that came with, like, um, it has, like, the full back and everything. It came with, like, um, this, uh, one of those uh, collector's boxes that you could get, like, in, like, your mm -hmm. local uh, Target or whatever. I just happened to get one because I like the, the way the whole looked. And I've, I have it mostly to display. Like, Pokemon cards, I actually know how to play the TCG as well. Like, not, I don't just, like, buy, like... It's it's weird because like I have no one like around me to like play Pokemon cards with. So every time mm -hmm. I buy the cards, I have that first few minutes where I'm just like, ooh, look at the pretty cards, and then a regret because like okay, I have all these cards. Who am I playing these with? Bro, let's play over Discord. You know what? That might be a, might might be the way. It's also available online. You can also just play the Pokemon TCG online. I've been hoping that that would come to Switch at some point because it seems to make too much sense to do that. I would love to be able to play that. Um, yeah, that's the problem with TCG games with me. Like, I enjoy the card games, but, like, first off, it gets expensive to be buying all them cards just to, like, get yeah. yourself your deck. Um, that's why I basically swore off the Yu-Gi-Oh! physical game, though I do like the, uh, video, Yu-Gi-Oh! video games because, you know, you get on them cards, you don't have to spend all that money, and then you can make your decks to play against people, so it's a lot cheaper, 
And you could actually play against with more people that way. Uh, but Pokemon cards, I found it's not as difficult to make a deck, which is why, you know, it doesn't seem to get as expensive. I'm kind of rambling here, but I'm, where I'm going with this, like, in the terms of, like, this Disney card game, I would love to get, like, in the ground floor of this because I love me some Disney characters. Um, and the idea that they're not really going for the competitive thing, I think that is going to rub some people the wrong way, but I think ultimately... Yeah. Um, a lot of people still have fun with it in that regard, and I would be interested to see what is their long-term plans for it, because between you and I, there was this Disney card venture that they attempted a few years ago uh, called Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom, and you could get these like collectible cards, and then if you went to like the Magic Kingdom part and presented them in like specific areas, you could do like interactable stuff, and there was like 60 cards that you could collect, basically, and it was pretty fun. Uh, for a while, but they didn't really have any long term. But they didn't really have any long term plans for these cards. Unfortunately, you collected them and you'd use them in the parks. Um, the reason why that fell off is because you know you it's like a scavenger. You be you you would spend like a lot of time in the parks doing this. And most people that went to the parks they wanted to get on the rides, man. They wanted to see characters. They yep. didn't want to just be like doing the scavenger hunt to go around and play with the cards. So the novelty of for the general populace uh, wear off wore off pretty fast. And again, they had no long term plans for the cards. Like there was apparently plans to make an actual card game out of them, but there was no rules established or anything like that. It just kind of never panned out. So that fell by the wayside. So I'm hoping this turns out a lot better in that regard, that they yeah. actually do something with it. Because, my God, dude, there's so many Disney characters. Like, you could... They're, yeah. they're, they're, like, even if you didn't... Even if you kept it from, I don't know, 1950 to 2000, you could keep that card game going for years. You don't even have to touch anything from this last this current millennium and still have like a, a card game that could last for years because I don't know you could like pull like the most obscure characters from like say Aristocats as like a support card to like boost up your other like uh, Aladdin card or whatever like there's there's no shortage there's really no shortage so they have all the money to gain and everything to lose from from doing this it makes sense I just hope they do it right. Yeah, I think I would only be interested in this for collecting cards. Like, sure. I don't think I would play a Disney game uh, just because I already know that it's not going to be at a competitive level. However, like, and I think that's where Pokemon and Magic will will obviously outshine this game because um, you have people that are, you know, just the core TCG. Like, they are the people who are going to always spend their money on this. Whereas this is, it, it seems like it's more centered around collectors. Like, and, and, like, I'm already like, yo, give me, you know, shiny holographic bell and I'm going to buy it. <laughs> yeah. like, like, that's just, like, that's going to happen. But uh, as far as, like, longevity without a competitive scene, like, you know, how long do these, how long does this last? Um, how, what is it? Does it actually, does it actually become competitive or is it just now, you know, collecting cards? We'll see. Yeah, well, I guess so. We I mean, will see. I mean, on are, Saturday, we'll see. We, we, we certainly will. Friday. I, didn't, I did not, I did not realize it was coming up that soon. D23. Oh boy, you're going to get a lot of announcements, man. Some Kingdom Hearts stuff, please, please. I'm waiting for a T, uh, uh, TGS. I've seen the list mm. of things that are going to be at TGS and I am very excited. Oh boy, we got a lot of game stuff coming up. Uh, gaming, yeah, just in general. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Um, so uh, I'm running out of time here, and my my, my laptop's about to die as well. Ooh. So I will um, quickly list off the things that are going to be shown at TGS since I brought it up. Uh, the Square Enix booth at TGS is going to be Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion, nice. Diofield 
Chronicle, Dragon Quest Treasures, Dragon Quest X, Dragon Quest X Awakening, Five Tribes Online, Final Fantasy Brave Exvius, Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis, Final Fantasy XVI, I'm sorry, excuse me, Final Fantasy XIV, Forspoken, Harvestella, Infinity, Strash, Dragon Quest Adventures of Die, Nier Automata, End of Yorha Edition, Power Wash Simulator, Romancing Saga, Star, Star Ocean 6, The Divine Force, Stranger of Paradise, Final Fantasy Origins, Tactus Over, Reborn, Valkyrie Elysium, and War of the Visions, Final Fantasy Brave Exes. And finally, uh, Brandon, the question that I was going to end the, the podcast with, um, I don't even know if you, you've already answered this, so this is just for the podcast, um, podcast audience. Um, and, and I don't even know if you know where I where I got this from when I asked the question. Um, but the question is, <laughs> uh, would you? And I already know the answer, but I'm asking again. Would you let your ten year old child go on their <laughs> Pokemon adventure? Uh, and the reason that I I don't know if I ever told you where I got this question from, but I had seen one of the Poketoon like shorts on YouTube, which it was the first one that I've seen. In I four. know exactly They're what so you're talking good. about. Yes. They're so good. Yeah. And okay, great. So I don't have to explain it for you because my uh, last half is going to die. And you know what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah. But the very small gist of it is that she kept wanting to go. The girl wants to go on her adventure and her parents are just like, no, go do your chores. And I'm like, yeah, of course. Like, I'm not going to send you out to start your Pokemon journey. You're like 10. Um, that's, I, I just want to say real quick, I, that's probably my favorite of the Poketoons. Like, I watched them all. There. That's probably so my favorite. It's so good. Yeah. I, I, was, I was tearing up at the end of it. I was like, the twist at the at The this, twist like, at the end was crazy. I was like, whoa. I was like, how am I crying at this, like, five-minute Pokemon cartoon? Like, what's happening? Yeah. Um, but yes, Brandon, would you let your uh, 10-year-old go on their Pokemon adventure? No, I would not. Not at not 10. I, I'm, I, like, I think if my child is mature enough, like, in their teenage years, I think, I think that's a possibility. Like... For me, the minimum would have to be fifteen. You know, like uh, fifteen, I would like. You know what? If you if you feel like you can handle this adventure and your Pokemon can protect you, then sure, go on your go on your merry way, son or daughter. But uh, ten, now I think about like the ten year olds in my family and how I was as a ten year old, and I'm like, I, I, <laughs> I, like, I can I cannot be responsible for, no, no, or this child cannot be responsible for taking care of themselves. Now, here's the thing. They do this in the anime. Ash was a is always accompanied by uh, a person at a minimum one person. If you have people with you, that's a different thing than what you go through in the games where you are on your journey by yourself with your Pokemon. And that's so. Would you let a group of ten year olds go? Uh, would you let your child go with a group of ten year olds, like two or three other ten year olds? It depends on the ten year olds they're going with. Like they're, 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 they're like. <laughs> I need, I need I need to see a diverse set of skill sets in a scene. Like I need the brains. I need the impulsive one. Like I need a full anime cast before I trust my child to go with them. Like, wow. To, to, to cover the bases, basically, of any situation they can go through. Cause that's that was what Ash went through. Like his, like Ash has his personality. Misty has her personality. Brock has his personality. And they all just kind of mesh together to make them survive in this world where they got there's a lot of those anime episodes where Ash himself got almost like re destroyed by these wild pokemon they were dangerous like Wait, he was in, he could have died <laughs> he did die there were several instances oh he in, did in the movie in the movies he died and there was even an episode where he went to lavender town became a ghost flew around with some ghost pokemon for all, and <laughs> ash just, just decided hey but they're worried about me i should probably go back to life and the gengar cried <laughs> and the gengar cried but they just let ash come back to life so so he's died 
So I don't want my 10-year-old to die. What if they can't have pull some anime bullshit to come back to life? I don't want my I child. just... <laughs> it just brings me back to the fact that Pokemon is just such a... It's such a unique uh, series and franchise because it, it has, you know, fans of literally all ages. Honestly. Like, it is one of the only... Uh, not the only, but one of the only franchises that I can think that uh, spans generations, right? Like, um, you know, our, our, our people older than us, our generation, people younger than us are all able to be a part of this. And I love that, you know, the, the as, as Pokemon goes on, they're delving into allowing us to see deeper stories, like uh, with uh, N, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, that storyline of, you know, are, are we are we even... <laughs> Are we abusing these these pocket monsters by fighting them? You know, uh, allowing us to go into things like that, um, progressing with the diversity because they know that the, uh, Pokemon is so huge, and also um, finally allowing us to play as characters that don't look like they're ten years old anymore. I am mm-hmm. still so happy at Sword and Shield because I don't look like a ten year old, um, and I think they they got a really nice balance. Uh, um, and so I'm, I think it looks kind of the same for. Um, Scarlet and Violet, but we will see. And uh, with that, well, hold thank on. you for one, your answer, one, Brandon. Yes. One, one last thing I want to add on before you uh, wrap us up. It's a, it's the reason why I really want them to do a sequel to Detective Pikachu, but not necessarily Detective Pikachu 2, mind you, but another live-action Pokemon movie kind of set in that universe. Because with mm-hmm. Detective Pikachu, like they didn't touch too much on trainers. It, it took place in a city where people and Pokemon just hung out together. The main character, yeah. Tim Goodman, wanted to be a trainer, but it didn't work out, so he ended up, you know, uh, just kind of going to school and becoming a, trying to become a detective like his father. And so it took adjacent, like, Pokemon trainers exist in the world of that film, but it's not something yep. that it's focused on. So I would love if they did a movie that, like, what's the realistic take on a kid wanting to become a Pokemon trainer? Is that something that they allow? Like, <laughs> like, is that... I, I just want them to go more into it. I think it was okay for like the first live action movie to just like skirt away from that a little bit and touch on something a little more a simpler topic to tackle. But no, yeah. go into that for the next movie. I want to see what they do with that. And on that note, please make another live action Pokemon. Movie. I love Detective Pikachu. I want more. And everybody, go watch the Poketunes if you haven't seen them. They're great. They're they are really so good. good. The like, Scraggy I and Mimikyu one was also really good. I've not seen that one yet. That one is very um, that one is very classic, like uh, Looney Tunes one. I actually really liked it. But yeah, I watched that one and I was like, would I let my kid go and be no? Like the answer is no. I'm sorry, you're just gonna be really mad. All your friends are gonna go because their parents are bad. Uh, I'm not letting you go. Anyway, with that, uh, we're gonna please get down, my cat. I'm sorry. Um, with that, we're gonna go ahead and wrap this bad boy up. Thank you, Brandon, for hanging out with me. It's been a little bit longer than um usual but we did get to start a little bit earlier it's been a wonderful conversation we covered a lot of news this week and we'll see you guys again next week bye everybody bye everyone